Okay, okay, stop with the bitching and moaning. I am back. So, yeah, it's been a minute. I had to take a break. I had clients to deal with. I had things around the house that were going on. You know, and I know if you think about it, in the past couple of weeks, your prefrontal cortex got to take a break and recharge. Maybe you listen to a couple of the other podcasts out there. Maybe you're going to listen to Morse Code. Maybe you're going to listen to Call Me Daddy, The Sean Ryan Show. There are so many other great shows out there. But you know what? I am so thankful for all you listeners, supporters, subscribers, you know, on all these different platforms. And it's so interesting to see how my show has grown and spread across the country. You know, it's like, damn. Uh, I've got a great following here in, you know, Tennessee. I've got an amazing following. I, it was so surprising to me how much more are out in places like California, Washington State, Chicago, you know, Texas, Alabama, Louisiana, you know. And so the reach and the spread to other countries has gone as well. And I don't know what to say other than thank you. So, Let's talk about some of the changes that occurred recently that's going to impact some of the ways that, you know, this show is going to go forward. Now, just a couple of weeks ago, I was in North Carolina working with a group of lifeguards, and I was getting ready to train them, and I've been doing this kind of for three years now. This is the third year. So after the training and during some of the off time, you know, I'd ask the students, hey, where's this person? Where's that person? What's going on? I haven't seen you guys. You know, things are stepping up, stepping out, getting different, getting bigger. Well, one of the things that caught my attention was a group of the young ladies that had been there two years ago. And, and I've got to see some of these younger people grow up, in, again, a three-year span. So not just, you know, in a vertical, but in an emotional sense, too. But one of the things that they discussed really surprised me. Now, I was asking about two of the prior lifeguards, and I said, what's their status? How are they doing? I heard one had a baby, you know, and things of that nature. What surprised me? was that the girls were talking about how the previous lifeguards and some of the previous friends that they had trying to get them into this line of work were going for older men. Now, not my age. We're talking about teens. So you're looking at a 12 to 15-year span. And I said, well, you know, we'll just call her Lisa, which is not her name. But what happened with Lisa? She was dating one of the guys from the, you know, next town over, um, he was into agriculture, things like that. They said, well, he changed. And when he changed, it wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't something disgusting, but it was just a thing that was totally opposite of what Lisa was expecting. So what the girls told me, and one things you can look at and, you know, look around you and say, hey, am I seeing these changes? Are these things that are going in on and around me as well? Was that the younger generation, let's, you know, Z, I guess, is the generation that's currently in place. But they were like, you know, these guys, when they were in school, when they were younger, they were wearing denim, they were wearing plaid, they were doing this, they were doing that. You know, agriculture, 4-H, uh, future farmers. And the women were enthralled with that because it gave them comfort of a more mature individual. So when Lisa got engaged and married someone 15 years or senior, the girls were astonished. But the previous boyfriend, the guy that she had dated for years, the one they thought she was going to connect with, started wearing skinny jeans and just dumping tons of money into fancy loafers and clothing and things that were completely opposite of the personality that they grew up with. So that change took and made a dramatic 
difference in their lives. What Lisa and the others had looked at was the big trends going in and around us, not that they have complaints against it, but how the males that they thought would grow into be like adult males that, you know, have benefits to a family, you know, uh, good producing jobs, they're, they're dedicated to the craft, they're uh, able to handle and do a variety of things because of their maturity level was disappearing. The guys were more into social media, becoming influencers on apps, you know, nothing against TikTok or uh, any of the Instagrams or anything like that, but got out of the mindset of being able to do what they considered to be manly things. The other thing that they said is they just kind of scared, you know, you grow up with somebody and you see these minor changes, you know, going from uh, denim to like skinny jeans and then doing these weird things with the hair in their body and then just basically distancing themselves from people that were their friends and all because they wanted to look maybe a little bit more elevated than the place they came down from, but they lost themselves or maybe found themselves in a whole new arena. Yeah, change can be painful, you know, and so for these young men and women, they're here in North Carolina, out in remote areas, it affects them too. You know, you look at the uh, different communities and people see, you know, if you think about new guys coming in, they look different, act different, communicate differently. So to them, coming into a, a zone that doesn't have it, if you think of like, you know, some kid moving to the city, it's going to be hard for him because the changes are different, right? He's used to noise. He's used to constant people around. Now he's got a little bit of isolation. He's got a little bit of distancing. Sometimes change can hurt, but it has to for us to grow. On my personal side, outside of the conversation that I have with, you know, these individuals, last week I came back from a site visit in Nashville. And I was just sitting outside and I was watching the dog for a moment. The wife was getting ready to go change so that we could go to the store. So we have this little crackhead, meth-induced fucking shock jock, Molly, just a cantankerous, rowdy, bitchy little Morky, you know, which is a split between a Maltese and a Yorkie, who thought she was the alpha dog. So we had to segregate her sometime past because as the Rottweiler, Sheba, and then the Doodle, Maverick got bigger and all, you know, she couldn't put the fear into them when she came up barking and nipping and jumping and tugging on their ears and pissing all over their crates and, you know, just irritating the shit out of them. Well, somehow, while I was sitting waiting on the wife, the little crackhead got up under the fence, pushed a brick. This is how determined she was to get back into the fence and be able to play or dominate the other dogs. So she goes in, she jumps on the doodle, and she's just hung up in the fur. And it's yelping and stuff, not in a painful manner, just like, please get this crazy bitch off me. As I'm getting up to the gate, out of nowhere, Sheba came up, removed the little crackhead from the doodle, and shook her like a little toy. Imagine just how dog, big dogs do when they get a toy, and dropped it to get back over and check on the other dogs. And that one moment, unintentionally, she unalived the Morky. Molly, who I went up to Virginia over four years ago and picked up, selected out of the litter and brought back to my wife, was a beautiful dog. 
little fucking Houdini, any crate, any box, anything we put this bitch into, she was able to get out. So she was highly intelligent. What we didn't think about was years later, because of my desire to have a Rottweiler, I, I fostered them and I rescued them previously, but I'd never actually owned one. And my wife went out of her comfort zone to get me one. And my baby at 11 months, unalived, our baby that we had had for years and years and developed and loved and took care of us and, you know, basically ran the house as far as the seven animals we had. When we moved into this house over here in Newmarket, we had seven animals. We're down to two. The changes that we had came from losing our two cats that we had initially, then Shadow, God bless him, over a month ago died from old age. But after Sheba unalived and shut down Molly and sent her to the animal heaven, I had to get rid of her. What I saw her do, what I saw her, the way I saw her handle that little baby, not not to kill it, not it was not intentional. It was like, hey, get off the dog, shook it to disengage it and dropped it, not knowing that its sheer force would change the lives of so many around it. I cried. I cried like you would not believe. Not only at the loss of the sweet little crackhead, meth-induced, AED-sitting, electrified puppy that looked like just a gremlin gone bad, but I had to lose the Rottweiler as well. Because what I saw it do, and the fierceness and directness in which it went to disengage those dogs, was just something I couldn't unsee. I didn't want my dog of choice to start doing things with its sheer force strength and size and hurting other dogs. So luckily her breeder came and picked her up. She's never had another issue with any other animals, but a change caused her to react. And that change was she got bigger. She became the protective one. She became the one that was going to be defiant to the ruling authority, which was Molly at the time. And when we get back in just a moment, let's talk about some of the changes, how that affects us, how it helps us build, how it breaks us down, and we'll get into a new mindset for changes coming, not just in the show, but in the world around us. Things are fucking up, things are changing, and let's be prepared. And we'll be back in just a moment.
Alan Wolford has produced this podcast for entertainment purposes. Neither this nor any other podcast he produced constitute legal, medical, marital, sexual, or professional advice. The opinions and views presented by Alan are his own and do not reflect the views or opinions of employers, clients, family, Facebook groupies, promotional sponsors, or baby Jesus. Any health information shared or mentioned as an alternative does not create any patient-physician relationship or other professional relationship between the audience and the presenters. No person listening to any podcast from this rocket surgeon should act or refrain from acting based on the content of a podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice and or counseling. Nor shall the information be used to substitute for professional advice and counseling. As stated earlier, this show is for entertainment purposes, not how to lead or change your life. Do what is best for you or what your spouse approves of. Alan Wolford and all guests of the show expressly disclaim all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any and all contents of this site. search for something intellectual and fulfilling you've tuned into the diary of a bald man and there is no going back let the moaning groaning and bitching begin in five four three two one welcome to the shit show centers this is alan wolford you're listening to diary of bald man where the chrome dome with the microphone is making your day so, you know, we're talking about changes, you know, people always wonder, you know, if they can do things, if they can accept things. You know, like I said prior in the beginning of the show, you know, we came in with seven animals. So we had to spread a lot of love, a lot of food, a lot of different things in order to accommodate the needs of different sizes, different needs, different types of breeds, different types of this. So that change while we got into it into like a robotic mode and we were able to accomplish it, some things got left behind. You know, people ask, do you have a favorite child? You know, we change to our environment, right? We become protective. We can become defiant. We can become anything, artistic. <clears throat> Excuse me. And as the world around us, you know, changes and evolves and develops, we do change. You know, you add kids, your personality changes, your skills, your abilities, things change. But we're afraid of it because of the unknown. So let's talk about 10 benefits, all right? Think about something you recently had to change. You and I both have had to do things maybe like, you know, because of a budget, you had to change what you spent. Because of corona, you had to change your plans. Is it always bad? No. But here are 10 things that I want you to think about. So number one is personal growth. Change often pushes us outside of that comfort zone, allowing us to learn and develop new skills, perspectives, and experiences. It fosters personal growth and helps us discover our true potential. I mean, think about it. You know, you put your hands to tools after a while you develop calluses, right? Your body changes. It becomes more adaptable to the work. Maybe it becomes softer. Who the fuck knows? I don't know what you're doing. You're kneading uh, dough, you're kneading bread, you got grip strength, you have things you did not have before, and it took change over times of years. Think about it. The second would be your adaptability. Embracing change helps build resilience and adaptability, which are essential qualities in today's rapidly changing world. It enables us 
to navigate through all the different situations bullshit and to be able to handle those changes more effectively. So if we make small things on a daily basis, right? Let's say you were working from home. Now you got to go back in. You've got to build up that skill. You have to build up that drive to get your ass out the door and go back. So you're adaptable back to the environment where you had maybe a nine to five. But then it goes on. Think about new opportunities. No, number three would definitely be new opportunities. Change opens doors to new opportunities that may not have been available before. It can lead to a new career path, relationship, experiences, and personal achievements that enrich our lives. You know, if we make a change, whether it's just to get up and walk a half mile, you know, through the neighborhood, or we get up and we do a different hairstyle. You know, we, you know, when I went to Bold, a lot of people were like, oh, Alan, you know, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. People have cancer. People get their hair back. But when I changed that, I enjoyed it. And it just happened to be a great thing because my wife enjoys baldness. Now, yeah, I'm not stealing her comb or brush or fucking hairspray. She can rub it when she goes by. It's all a great thing. So change can give us new opportunities. You change the way that you drive to work. Maybe you take a new route. You get to see new views. You get to see new areas. Hopefully it's not a fucking slummy piece of shit area. But if you do, that gives you the ability to see what's going on behind those doors. Think about it. When we think about what comes over those doors, how does that lead us into something new? Change number four or the benefit number four is overcoming fear. Change could be intimidating and evoke fear of the unknown because you don't know how people are going to respond to that. Fuck them. You're not responsible to the, for their feelings. How do you feel for you? But remember, facing and embracing a change can help us overcome our fears of what others you know, think. It boosts our confidence because we hold ourselves to be true to what we want, we desire, we need, and that's where passion comes in and becomes more courageous in pursuing our goals. Because had you not made that change, had you not said, you know what, fuck this, I don't need a Ford F-150. Let me get that fucking Prius that Alan's always bitching about because I'm going to save money on gas. And with that money I saved on here, I'm going to be able to travel more. I've got a little car that's fucking flashing. I can get in and out of traffic, things like that. But where we built our environment to change to meet the, those around us, we didn't become happy. You didn't fucking get happy. You got trapped up in that same field of other fucking sheeple. So think about it. Overcome that fear. And while you're doing that, the number five for this is breaking monotony. Routine and familiarity can sometimes lead to boredom and stagnation in your life. Change injects freshness and excitement into our lives, breaking the monotony and allowing us to explore new possibilities. So how many people do you know? Think about it. How many people you know have been in the same fucking company for years? And there's nothing wrong with that. Loyalty is great. But what if they went from accounting to like a CPA and then from a CPA into something else and they expanded into, you know, maybe something that a different company, different environment, different people to build them up? You know, there's nothing wrong with that. The things I've seen over my years, you know, people that were career minded to stick with one company and get that retirement were miserable. Not that the company wasn't bad but because they couldn't, all they saw was the force for the trees. They couldn't see the gardens. They couldn't see the potential because they knew going in that fucking door, it was going to be the same thing 
They punch in, do their job, snack time, lunch time, break time, get the fuck out, go back home to mama. Nothing new, nothing exciting. That's all you are is a cog in a wheel. But you break that monotony with number five. So let's look at number six. We talked about getting changes, right? Break the monotony. Expand your fucking horizons. Change broadens our horizons by exposing us to different cultures, perspectives, and ways of thinking. It encourages open-mindedness and fosters a deeper understanding and appreciation of diversity. Now, I'm not talking about you have to worry about some jackass with a fucking pronoun saying, oh, you have to identify me as she, they, them. No. What's that say on your uh, name tag? That says Tim. You are fucking Tim. You're a human being. That's all I care about. How you choose to identify yourself was a change you made because other dumb motherfuckers said, well, you have to identify yourself with a pronoun so people don't call you her or ma'am or she or he. You let your environment contradict your beliefs. So we're expanding our horizons, right? We're going into a deeper understanding. We're understanding cultures. We're not trying to down that person that has the pronoun. We're trying to understand why do you have to have a pronoun? Why do you have to have someone identify you other than my name's Tim, Alan, Amanda, David? Who cares what your sexuality is? I don't give a shit if you're bobbing for apples on a dude, your dude's crotch in the break room, or you're in there scissoring each other like arts and fucking crafts. Nobody cares. Tell me who Alan, Tim, Amanda, David is. That's what I want to know. I want to expand my horizons on people. And when you do that, you get enhanced creativity. So number seven, change often requires us to think outside the box and come up with innovative solutions. It stimulates our creativity and encourages us to explore new ideas, approaches, and perspectives. So let me give you a personal reflection on that. My podcast, every time I do a new show, Hopefully I'm getting better. Hopefully I'm impacting others. Hopefully I'm doing this. But I had to change from that mindset of keep it in because the mentality is men are tough, don't cry. And I told you earlier in the show, I bawled my fucking ass off when my dogs died. Because had I not changed and diversified and stuff, I would not have been a passionate person. I don't give two fucks about anything except my family and my dogs is what people thought but, you know, that's not true. With the creativity of creating this podcast, it's helped me with my PTSD. It's helped me to communicate on a personal level because we have three sides. We have our, per, you know, our public side that we show everybody. We have a semi-private side that's for our friends and family. We have a secret side. Our desires, our artistic wants, our artistic wishes, our sexual fantasies. Why do we have to have all that? Yes, in a public persona, a change is... We don't air out the secret and we don't air out all the personal stuff because some people can't handle people judging them for being open and honest about that. Well, that's a change because now that leads into number eight, reshaping your priorities. What's important to you? Change can help us to reevaluate our priorities and make necessary adjustments. It does. It prompts us to reflect on what truly matters to us and aligns our actions and goals accordingly. So if you're worried about how somebody views you, you're worried how the public looks at you, you know, is that a skirt? Is that a fucking kilt? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. You got the legs for it. But our priority is ourself. Make the change 
to get out of that fucking farm mentality. And what I mean by the farm mentality, once you walk through the gate and into the field, you're going to take on the persona of what's around you, right? That's, that's your survival mode. Your survival mode says get into the flock, become one of them, do what they do, eat the grass, shit in the grass, drink out of the buckets, and that's the way we are. You know, it, Same thing with me and safety. I got no lie to tell. You know, a safety person, he does this, he does that. You know, safety manager does this and that. Safety director goes to the higher level. That's not me. I don't give two solid shits how anybody else does it because my way works best for me because my priority is not in just promoting safety and, you know, getting people to do a CFR. It's so everybody fucking goes home at the end of the day, no Band-Aids, no bandages, no braces, maybe an ice pack. It's getting fucking hot. But my priority is to be myself. And if I go up, I'm going to call a horse a horse. I'm not going to say, he, she, it, they've, uh, uh, you're standing on your hood. I'm sorry, not your hooves, but your stand-up devices. Come on. If you don't like something, fucking say it. Change that mentality. Reshape your priority. Your priority is to be a true and honest you. So do it. That leads us into number nine. So as we're enhancing our creativity, we're being more communicative, we're getting out there and reshaping the priorities. Number nine is we're increasing our resiliency, right? Because think about this. You see a rock in a lake. It has been changed over time, but it's still a rock. You know, the water goes over it, it shapes it, it pits it, it changes it. And that's the key word, change. The environment changes it. Now, had we pulled that rock out of the water, set it on the ground, it'd still be a rock. But now it may be crushed by a bulldozer. It may be, you know, something so trivial as to crack it, you know, because something fell on it. Going through change builds resilience. The ability to bounce back from adversity. Think about that. Adversity. Remember what I said under reshaping priorities? Don't give two fucks what other people say. Live your life, and they will love you even more for being true and honest. It may take them a minute to get over the shock, but it'll be something that they will eventually love and appreciate because they didn't know you had that strength and power to truly be who you are. Okay? It equips you with that mental strength and emotional fortitude to face future challenges, failures, anything that gets in front of you. Because you'll say, if I can get past this level where I shut my brain down to accommodate others, I'm going to fucking just take off now. Don't tell me the sky's the limit when there's footprints on the moon. No, fuck that. You're going to go further, higher, and faster by simple daily changes. And you don't have to change a lot. One step at a time is still forward motion, right? And if you fall, get the fuck up off your face and keep moving forward. Because that brings you to number 10, self-discovery. Change provides an opportunity for self-discovery. It encourages introspection and helps us to gain a deeper understanding of ourselves, our values, our purpose, our beliefs, our wants, and our desires. It can lead to personal transformation and a more fulfilling and authentic existence. You've been worried for years. You and I both. I'm not going to just say, you know, it's just me. You've been worried for years that you couldn't write a book 
you couldn't impress this girl or guy or fucking whatever their fucking pronoun is. I don't give a shit if they identify as a taco. Again, changes are to develop us. Don't change people around you. They will change when you change. Because once you show your true self, your true desires, you're open and honest and say, bitch, get over here and let me tell you about my day. And you were part of it. You helped me get through it. Because you communicated honestly. Or you communicate to someone, you know what? People be more responsive, would be greater help if you weren't such a jackass. Now that's going to take them off. They may get offended. That's not on you. That's on them. But be honest enough to be who you are. Represent you. Make those daily changes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sinuses, you guys know how it is. So... One of the things that we talk about most frequently, you know, is plan, prepare, prepare, communicate, engage, blah, blah, fucking blah. But it's true. You know, plan these things out. So, you know, just before we close out, let's think about some of the things, you know. Let's let's wrap this up and get this shit over because you got changes to be made about. So in closing the short, let's talk about, hey, how do we close this and get everything in one? So here we go. Oh, joy. Let's talk about change and how it's the most fabulous thing since sliced gluten and flavor-free bread, right? Because when we think of change, we're thinking of an unknown and it's not going to be beneficial. But then who the hell doesn't love and desire the thrill of uncertainty, right? Because you don't see the force for the trees. There may be a knight in fucking shining armor standing behind and you have the sheer delight of stepping into the great unknown. Think about something you did. You were so fucking knotted up, but you took the chance on asking your wife out, ask or your spouse out, whatever the fuck it is, getting a dog and then realizing you're a cat person. Think about it. Because change is like a roller coaster ride that never fucking ends, except it does end at one point, and you're left wearing soiled underbritches, feeling nauseous and wondering why you ever got on the damn thing in the first place because change is a roller coaster it's a ride through life and it doesn't end it ends when you stop fucking living but don't fear change is not here to disrupt your cozy routine and leave you with the sense of impending doom after all who needs stability and predictability when you can have sleepless nights and endless anxiety right because without change and you go in you know what you're getting up to in the morning. We talked about that. We talked about getting in, clocking in, punching in, taking your break, seeing the same fucking people day in, day out. I don't want to see them people. I want to see them happy. I want to see them healthy. But I want to see who's around the corner. I want to meet that farmer. I want to meet that dude that's out there running fucking naked through the yard, pissing on his lemon trees. I want to know that lady who's out there doing macrame and doing crafts, right? Because that's something in my life I don't have. Change is like a surprise party where everybody jumps out and yells, congratulations, your life is about to turn into a shit show because you don't know how to act. So go ahead, embrace change. Take a fucking chance on it because misery loves company. Just ask anyone who's undergone an intervention. You know, when we think about it, change is like a gift that keeps on giving because when you unwrap that package, you don't know what's coming in. And emotionally, it's the same thing. It could be good. It could be bad. It could be empty. Except usually this is a gift and the 
it's filled with confusion and the wrapping paper is made of frustration because you're tearing at it because you want to get to the core and you don't know what's there. Who needs a sense of security and tranquility when you can have constant upheaval and emotional turmoil? And again, it's going to, it's going to change your world. It's going to build you up. It's going to put the calluses on the mind. That's going to make you tougher, stronger, shinier, because you're going to be so much more artistic. You're going to be so much more verbose and, and fluid. So before we close, all of you assorted and dysfunctional pronouns, embrace change like a fat kid face stiving into a bowl of yogurt. It may be a bit tangy at first, but it can be the action that changes your life for the better. Think about it. Take a chance. Take a chance for you to improve your life and to be the things that you never thought yourself. Get a hold of us. You can go to diaryofbaldman.com. Don't forget, email your questions, comments at diaryofbaldman1968 at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to the show, and we hope that you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Now get the fuck out of here. Enjoy the rest of your day. You've been listening to the Diary of a Bald Man. How do you feel? A little dizzy? Maybe a little nauseous? That was one hell of a ride, I know. It's our passion to make you feel as uncomfortable as possible. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, Google Alan the Safety Guy. You'll find all the socials there. Connect with us, or else. See you next time on Diary of a Bald Man.